Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, July 6th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Hukat, and it means ordinance. Numbers 20, 16-29 But when we cried out to the Lord, He heard us and sent an angel who brought us out of Egypt. Now we are camped at Kadesh, a town on the border of your land. Please let us travel through your land. We will be careful not to go through your fields and vineyards. We won't even drink water from your wells. We will stay on the king's road and never leave it until we have passed through your territory. But the king of Edom said, Stay out of my land, or I will meet you with an army. The Israelites answered, We will stay on the main road. If our livestock drink your water, we will pay for it. Just let us pass through your country. That's all we ask. But the king of Edom replied, Stay out. You may not pass through our land. With that, he mobilized his army and marched out against them with an imposing force. Because Edom refused to allow Israel to pass through their country, Israel was forced to turn around. The whole community of Israel left Kadesh and arrived at Mount Hor. There, on the border of the land of Edom, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, The time has come for Aaron to join his ancestors in death. 
He will not enter the land I am giving the people of Israel, because the two of you rebelled against my instructions concerning the water at Meribah. Now take Aaron and his son Eleazar up to Mount Hor. There you will remove Aaron's priestly garments and put them on Eleazar his son. Aaron will die there and join his ancestors. So Moses did as the Lord commanded. The three of them went up to Mount Hor together as the whole community watched. At the summit, Moses removed the priestly garments from Aaron and put them on Eleazar Aaron's son. Then Aaron died there on top of the mountain, and Moses and Eleazar went back down. When the people realized that Aaron had died, all Israel mourned for him thirty days. First Chronicles 2, 18-4-4 Ezra's four, four. son Caleb had sons from his wife Azubah and from Jerioth. Her sons were named Jeshur, Shobab, and Ardon. After Azubah died, Caleb married Pathrath, and they had a son named Hur. Hur was the father of Uri. Uri was the father of Bezalel. When Hezron was sixty years old, he married Gilead's sister, the daughter of Maker. They had a son named Sekub. Sekub was the father of Jair, who ruled twenty-three towns in the land of Gilead. But Geshur and Aram captured the towns of Jair and also took Kenath and its sixty surrounding villages. All these were descendants of Maker, the father of Gilead. Soon after Hezron died in the town of Caleb Apathra, his wife Abijah gave birth to a son named Asher, the father of Tekoa. The sons of Jeremiel, the oldest son of Hezron, were Ram, the firstborn, Bunah, Oren, Ozem, and Ahijah. Jeremiel had a second wife named Atara. She was the mother of Onam. The sons of Ram, the oldest son of Jeremiel, were Maz, Jamin, and Eker. The sons of Onam were Shammai and Jada. The sons of Shammai were Nadab and Abishur. The sons of Abishur and his wife Abihail were Ahban and Molid. The sons of Nadab were Selad and Apaim. Selad died without children, but Apaim had a son named Ishi. The son of Ishi was Sheshan. Sheshan had a descendant named Aleh. The sons of Jada, Shammai's brother, were Jether and Jonathan. Jether died without children, but Jonathan had two sons named Peleth and Zaza. These were all descendants of Jeremiel. Shishan had no sons, though he did have daughters. He also had an Egyptian servant named Jara. Shishan gave one of his daughters to be the wife of Jara, and they had a son named Atai. Atai was the father of Nathan. Nathan was the father of Zabad. Zabad was the father of Ephlal. Ephlal was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jehu. Jehu was the father of Azariah. Azariah was the father of Helez. Helez was the father of Elisa. Elisa was the father of Sismai. Sismai was the father of Shalom. Shalom was the father of Jechamiah. Jechamiah was the father of Elishama. The descendants of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiel, included Misha, the firstborn, who became the father of Ziph. Caleb's descendants also included the sons of Merishah, the father of Hebron. The sons of Hebron were Korah, 
Tapua, Rechem, and Shema. Shema was the father of Raham. Raham was the father of Jorkim. Rechem was the father of Shammai. The son of Shammai was Maon. Maon was the father of Beth-zur. Caleb's concubine Ephah gave birth to Haran, Moza, and Gaziz. Haran was the father of Gaziz. The sons of Jadai were Regum, Jotham, Geshan, Pelet, Ephah, and Shaph. Another of Caleb's concubines, Mekah, gave birth to Sheber and Terhana. She also gave birth to Shaph, the father of Madmana, and Shiva, the father of Macbina, and Gabiah. Caleb also had a daughter named Aksa. These were all descendants of Caleb. The sons of Hur, the oldest son of Caleb's wife, Apathra, were Shobal, the founder of Kiriath-Jerim, Salma, the founder of Bethlehem, and Hereth, the founder of Beth-Gader. The descendants of Shobal, the founder of Kiriath-Jerim, were Haroah, half of the Mahathites, and the families of Kiriath-Jerim, the Ithrites, Puthites, Shumathites, and Mishrites, from whom came the people of Zorah and Eshtael. The descendants of Selma were the people of Bethlehem, the Netophatites, the Atroth Bethjoab, and the other half of the Manassites, the Zorites, and the families of scribes living at Jabez, the Tirathites, Shimathites, and Sukathites. All these were Kenites who descended from Hamath, the father of the family of Rechab. These are the sons of David who were born in Hebron. The oldest was Amnon, whose mother was Ahinoam from Jezreel. The second was Daniel, whose mother was Abigail from Carmel. The third was Absalom, whose mother was Mekah, the daughter of Talmai, the king of Geshur. The fourth was Adonijah, whose mother was Haggit. The fifth was Shephatiah, whose mother was Abital. The sixth was Ithrim, whose mother was Eglah, David's wife. These six sons were born to David in Hebron, where he reigned seven and a half years. Then David reigned another thirty-three years in Jerusalem. The sons born to David in Jerusalem included Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon. Their mother was Bathsheba, the daughter of Amiel. David also had nine other sons, Ibhar, Elishua, Elpelet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Eliada, and Eliphelet. These were the sons of David, not including his sons born to his concubines. Their sister was named Tamar. The descendants of Solomon were Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Ahaziah, Joash, Amaziah, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh, Ammon, and Josiah. The sons of Josiah were Johanan the oldest, Jehoiakim the second, Zedekiah the third, and Jehoahaz the fourth. The successors of Jehoiakim were his son Jehoiakim and his brother Zedekiah. The sons of Jehoiakim, who was taken prisoner by the Babylonians, were Shealtiel, Malcriam, Padiah, Shennazar, Jechamiah, Hoshama, and Nedabiah. The sons of Padiah were Zerubbabel and Shimei. The sons of Zerubbabel were Meshulam and Hananiah. Their sister was Shilameth. His five other sons were Hashuba, Ohel, Berechiah, Hazadiah, and Jushabeshed. The sons of Hananiah were Pelatiah and Jeshiah. 
Jeshiah's son was Raphiah. Raphiah's son was Arnon. Arnon's son was Obadiah. Obadiah's son was Shechaniah. The descendants of Shechaniah were Shemaiah and his sons Hattush, Egal, Bariah, Neriah, and Shaphat, six in all. The sons of Neriah were Elinai, Hizkiah, and Azrikam, three in all. The sons of Elinai were Hodaviah, Elishib, Peliah, Akub, Johanan, Deliah, and Arnani, seven in all. The descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal. Shobal's son, Ria, was the father of Jahath. Jahath was the father of Ahumai and Lahad. These were the families of the Zorathites. The descendants of Etam were Jezreel, Ishma, Idbash, their sister, Hazalaponi, Penuel, the father of Gidor, and Ezer, the father of Husha. These were the descendants of Hur, the firstborn of Apathra, the ancestor of Bethlehem. Acts 24, 1-27 Five days later, Ananias the high priest arrived with some of the Jewish elders and the lawyer Tertullus to present their case against Paul to the governor. When Paul was called in, Tertullus presented the charge against Paul in the following address to the governor. You have provided a long period of peace for us Jews, and with foresight have enacted reforms for us. For all of this, Your Excellency, we are very grateful to you. But I don't want to bore you, so please give me your attention for only a moment. We have found this man to be a troublemaker who is constantly stirring up riots among all the Jews all over the world. He is a ringleader of the cult known as the Nazarenes. Furthermore, he was trying to desecrate the temple when we arrested him. You can find out the truth of our accusations by examining him yourself. Then the other Jews chimed in, declaring that everything Tertullus said was true. The governor then motioned for Paul to speak. Paul said, I know, sir, that you have been judge of Jewish affairs for many years, so I gladly present my defense before you. You can quickly discover that I arrived in Jerusalem no more than twelve days ago to worship at the temple. My accusers never found me arguing with anyone in the temple, not stirring up a riot in any synagogue or on the streets of the city. These men cannot prove the things they accuse me of doing. But I admit that I follow the way which they call a cult. I worship the God of our ancestors, and I firmly believe the Jewish law and everything written in the prophets. I have the same hope in God that these men have, that he will raise both the righteous and the unrighteous. Because of this, I always try to maintain a clear conscience before God and all the people. After several years, I returned to Jerusalem with money to aid my people and to offer sacrifices to God. My accusers saw me in the temple as I was completing a purification ceremony. There was no crowd around me and no rioting, but some Jews from the province of Asia were there, and they ought to be here to bring charges if they have anything against me. Ask these men here what crime the Jewish high council found me guilty of, except For the one time I shouted out, I am on trial before you today, because I believe in the resurrection of the dead. At that point, Felix, who was quite familiar with the way, adjourned the hearing and said, Wait 
until Lysias, the garrison commander, arrives. Then I will decide the case. He ordered an officer to keep Paul in custody, but to give him some freedom and allow his friends to visit him and take care of his needs. A few days later, Felix came back with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish. Sending for Paul, they listened as he told them about faith in Christ. As he reasoned with them about righteousness and self-control and the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away for now, he replied. When it is more convenient, I'll call for you again. He also hoped that Paul would bribe him, so he sent for him quite often and talked with him. After two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus, and because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. Psalm 4, 1-8 Answer me when I call to you, O God, who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Proverbs 18, 16-18 Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. The first to speak in court sounds right, until the cross-examination begins. Flipping a coin can end arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. I want to speak to you today from Acts chapter 24, and in this chapter we see that Paul is in prison, and he's being detained and the leader Felix brings Paul forth and Paul shares his side of the story as to what this writing was all about and Felix doesn't really want to rock the boat and he wants to gain favor and curry favor with the Jewish people so he lets Paul sit in prison for several years. And I just want to take a moment to think about what that must have felt like for Paul to be unfairly detained and held in prison. There's a saying, justice delayed is justice denied. And when there is a legal system in place, but there is no justice in that legal system, it can really vex people's souls. I think about the January 6th prisoners who were being detained 
for several years now, unfairly, unrighteously, with no due process, with no trial. They're just rotten away in a prison for exercising their liberty and their freedom to protest. I think about a situation in my own life where some money is owed to me by the government. And this debt has been sitting there now for two years and has not been paid. A check was mailed to my old address. The post office did not forward the check to my new address and instead sent it back to the governmental agency. And they have not reissued the check and sent it to my new address, even though I have informed them in writing of my new address. And how frustrating this is when there's no justice, there's no righteousness. So how did Paul handle it, being in prison, being unfairly detained? He redeemed his time and a lot of the letters that have now become part of our New Testament. He wrote them in prison. So when he was out of prison, he was out sharing the gospel, being a missionary, planting churches. And when he was in prison, he wrote the Paul's letters. So the missionary journeys were for that time, for those people. But the letters are eternal. They speak to us even today. So he did redeem his time. So somehow, when God allows an unrighteousness, an unfairness, a wickedness to occur, there's got to be a way to somehow turn it around and use that situation for good. That's what Paul did. And that's what we can do. We just need to seek God's face and seek his wisdom and get his mind on the situation. Have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Vikuneka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. 
Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.